When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. Now, from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins, Reed Wilkins on Oilers on Radio. 6.30 Chad. And now it's Sacra. Cuts behind that. It's what time score! Leon Dreisaitl buries it! And Edmonton is knocked off Anaheim! Three, two, in overtime! The Oilers holding off the Ducks and getting the win. Leon Dreisaitl with the game winner with a minute 44 left in overtime. He played 20 minutes, 19 seconds tonight. We talked about the face-off matchup before the game. Dreisaitl wins 10 of his 16 draws, gets the big goal. Jordan Eberle had three assists. Drake Kajula scores for the first time in his NHL career. Ryan Nugent Hopkins also scores, and Cam Talibut, a solid night in net. He winds up making 31 saves for the victory. 3-2 Oilers win it. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. Rob, I mean, 44 seconds left in the third period. The Oilers take a too-many-men penalty. Obviously difficult enough, but you know in overtime, the four-on-three, a lot of room out there. Those That's often tough to kill off. The Oilers survive it and then turn it around. Well, they survive it. First, they have to kill the five-on-four in the regular part of the game. Leon Dreisaitl sent out to take a face-off. Leon doesn't short, play shorthanded, not very often. Makes a big, wins the draw. They clear. Makes a diving play, stab at a puck later, clears it again. And then they go into overtime, and uh, good on the Oilers. It was a good kill. You know what I noticed during the, 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 the overtime four-on-three? Now, I'm not positive. I don't see Anaheim play enough. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's the McDavid factor. They have a four and three power play. They score, they win. They have their, one of their top goal scorers, I think he's leading them, in, is Kessler on the season. He leads, or he's second on the uh, team in goals. He's a power play guy, wasn't out on the power play. And my thought on that was they went with two D, two forwards, which you rarely see. They're keeping Kessler in case they don't score so that he has to play against Connor McDavid afterwards. So the McDavid factor came in, not allowing Anaheim to have their best players out for their power play. Big kill, and eventually uh, Leon Dreisaitl on a wonderful feed from Sekera scores a, a goal. A good game for Leon Dreisaitl and a very good result for the Edmonton Oilers. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. So the Oilers improve to 14-10-2 on the season. They are second place in the Pacific Division, one behind San Jose, one ahead of Anaheim. The Sharks and the Ducks each have a game in hand on the Oilers, but nonetheless, uh, the Oilers do creep ahead of Anaheim with the victory tonight. Should also point out that was a four-on-four overtime goal. They never went back to three-on-three because there was never a face-off after the Oilers killed off the penalty. 
Yeah, no, and I, I, I'm not sure which team would have been the benefactor of, of a three-on-three, three. but the, the Oilers got timely goals on the power play. I know that they only were credited with one, but the other one was right after one second later, so we call that a power play goal. So they get the two power play goals. They get a huge kill at the end, so they, they, they do well on the specialty teams, and then goaltending. Uh, Cam Talbot, uh, outstanding. And the, the Anaheim Ducks tied it up late 2-2. Two, two, two. He had to make two or three big saves after that to allow the Oilers to get into overtime to get not only uh, the two points, but the, the one point that they just got for go getting into overtime. Uh, a good game for the Edmonton Oilers. They leaked a little oil coming down to the, at the near the end in the third period, but they did enough to get the two points. We're going to make Cam Talbot our fourth star of the game. That's for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. Definitely a good night in net for Talbot. The three stars... Kajula, the third star, gets his first career goal. Ryan Getzlaff, the second star, and the overtime hero, Leon Dreisaitl, the first star. Those stars picked by Hockey Night in Canada. Well, there you go. And, and good. I mean, all three stars played very, very well today. And good for Kajula. Uh, your, your first ever National Hockey League goal. Pretty exciting night on Hockey Night in Canada across, across the nation. It's a, not a bad way to, to start his goal-scoring career in the National Hockey League. They're partying in Pickering. That's where Drake is from. You know what? They're always partying and pickering. Well, they have a nuclear power plant. Maybe they can turn it up a few <laughs> notches because Drake scored. 780-496-0063. We have Greg on the line to start off tonight. Greg, thanks a lot for calling. Hey, Reed. How's it going? We're doing uh, well. Before I get to where I'm going with this, uh, I, what, what Anaheim player did you have on your show on Friday night there? I, I, I didn't catch his name. Oh, I had Ryan Garbett. He was born Ryan in Edmonton, lived here until he was 13. Okay. So, um, all right. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say was... Um, I thought Everly played a good game tonight. Um, I'm glad that he was in on the uh, um, uh, game-winning goal because he kind of needed it or he'd be a whipping boy tomorrow for that 2-2 uh, goal, well, him and New anyway. So all, I thought he, he, he played pretty good. Um, I thought it was an entertaining game tonight for a tight defensive game. Um, um, so for lack of goal scoring, I guess, you know, it's not like one of those like 5-3, 6-3 wins, but I thought it was a good game all in all and entertaining. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say and which I want you, your opinion on is um, it's finally nice to see the Oilers uh, competing with these, uh, I guess, I don't want to say juggernaut teams, but the teams that have walked all over us for the, the past, what, 10 years, and it's nice to see us actually pulling out these wins and, and playing uh, different styles of games to to stay competitive with these teams and actually showing some signs of improvement. And this is finally that step forward that the that Oilers fans have been waiting for for the last how many years, actually being able to compete on a nightly basis with any team in the league. So it's nice to see. Um, good on Shirelli, good on the team, and I just want your opinion on that. So thanks. Yeah, thanks for calling, Greg. Well, I mean, there have been some encouraging games. Uh, I mean, we're almost a third of the way into the season. They beat Anaheim tonight. Granted, the Ducks do get a point. They've got a, at least a point in 11 straight against Edmonton, but the Oilers get the two. I mean, they beat Chicago. They beat St. Louis. They beat Washington. So after all those games, we've been saying uh, step forward. Unfortunately, we've had some nights, Rob, where people have been calling in and saying same old team. I don't think it's the same old team. I don't think they're... They're an excellent team, but, I mean, I, I said to you after the game before we went on air, Rob, the way the last 10 minutes went after Anaheim tied the game, I don't know if previous Oilers teams can hang in there and have the goaltending to get it to overtime. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> we've seen in the past that one goal 
big goal against usually leads to two and three big goals against. I, I think, I don't know if there, at this point in the season, is a team out there that is head and shoulders above everyone else in the league. I think there's some good teams. I think there's a whole bunch of competitive teams, and there might be uh, one or two weak sisters. I think the Oilers are in the competitive teams. I think they can beat anybody on any night with a couple breaks and a couple bounces. I think that uh, they could lose to just about anyone uh, on any given night because everyone is so close. It, the, the, the parity in the league right now is as, as good as it's been, and the Oilers right now are in the mix. And I don't think they have been for a number of years. The Oilers, there'd be games where it'd be a 3-1 game, but in that 3-1 game, there was no way the Oilers were going to score another goal. I think now uh, the Oilers are in 3-2, 3-4, three, 3 games, tight games. If they get the bounce or the break, they win. If they don't, the other team wins. So uh, they, they're taking big steps forward. This team is a much better team than we've seen in a number of years. And a lot of it has to do with depth. They got players on their third and fourth line. They got their fourth, fifth, sixth defensemen. They're much better than they've had in the past. Oilers win 3-2 in overtime over Anaheim. Leon Dreisaitl gets the game winner tonight. Uh, the the uh, We had Greg on the line. He referenced uh, Jordan Everly's game. Actually, I, I want to point out on, on Nugent Hopkins' goal in the second period, the Oilers' power play was expiring, and an Anaheim defenseman had better body position on Everly to clear the puck. And Everly fought him off, forced him to make a weak clear that Clefbaum held in. And I just want to bring that up because Everly often gets picked on for not winning puck battles. I thought he did a good job there. Clefbaum swung it over, and then Nugent Hopkins was able to score. Well, there was another play in the, was it the first period? Yeah, the first period when McDavid and Lucic went on on a two-on-one. Everly took a hit to make a play along the boards. He could have absolutely smoked, but he knew he was going to, and he made sure that the puck got out. Uh, Jordan <laughs> gets, you know... Throw, things thrown at him because he's not a certain kind of player. But there's other players on the team that can do those little things that can't do the things that Jordan does. So you got to take the good with the bad. And Jordan has not had the season that he had hoped to have as of yet. But he's still a very good hockey player. And tonight you saw that is little things, little things that he did tonight. A three-point night, a huge reason why the Edmonton Oilers get a 3-2 victory. All right, let's go back to the phone line. Oh, well, we should comment first. Uh, the, the Greg asked about the, the second goal. He said Nugent Hopkins and Everly. I, th I thought that was more of a bad bounce than a missed, <sighs> missed coverage. I mean, the shot went off Benning skate right to Raquel. Yeah, it, it's one of those things. That you, we always harp on kids, head on a swivel, head on a swivel. Know where everyone is on the ice. When you're back checking, you got to know where the guys are behind you. All five Oilers were back. It, it, great back checking. You just got to make sure you know where the man is that's coming late. It was a bad bounce. It's not one that you blame a player on, but you want them to be more um, aware of where the players are in case that bounce happens. All right, we'll go back to the phone line, 780-496-0063. We have Rocket standing by. Hey, Rocket, good to hear from you. Hey, guys, how you doing? Yeah, no, I just wanted to say I had a feeling that they were going to bounce back and win the next couple of games, and they and they have. And and every time it seems like they're getting close to that 500 level, they they tend to step up. And I just had a feeling they were going to do it again, and, and they have, and it's kind of like the roller coaster team that everybody's talking about this year. But I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see... 
when they get to a point where they're not like, you know, four or five games under, but eight games under. So you can, you know, you can, everybody can breathe a little easier when, you know, we do have like maybe a two, three game slide. And I just wanted your thoughts on that. Well, it's funny. People talk, call it a roller coaster season or, you know what, they're, they they slide and then they move up. The others are, I think, now I'm just doing the math quickly, I think they're seventh in the National Hockey League. And they're only a couple points out of behind the guys that are that are first. I think four points behind the first, or four or five points behind who's in first. So if the Oilers are a roller coaster team, then that means ninth place, I think. Ninth, ninth overall. Okay, ninth yep. overall. So that means there's 21 teams below them that are having roller coaster seasons as well. And those seasons are those teams. I'm guessing were projected to be a lot higher than the Oilers in the standings. I mean, the Oilers are in ninth overall in the National Hockey League. That that wasn't what anybody predicted for this oiler team so when people say well they're up and down well they're, they're taking steps backwards i disagree this team has taken so many steps forwards even in their losses their steps forwards from the losses they've had before yeah and it's just like i'm saying every time they get close to that 500 mark they step up and they they get like a two three game win streak you know what i mean like so they're always like above that 500 level and, and yeah. i've never i haven't seen that in a decade yeah, I mean, it's encouraging. I mean, they had the five-game losing streak, which was, uh, you know, not not great. Um, what are they in their last? Uh, they've, I mean, they've won seven of their last 18, which isn't great. But but you're right. I mean, they've been able to rally back rather than, you know, losing four or five and then winning one. I mean, at least they've been able to win two or three in a row. And, you know, what chances, again, they'll, they'll be a little tired against Minnesota tomorrow. But... You know, the Wild, close to the Oilers in the standings. Like Rob said, there's a lot of teams. That's going to be a great game. A big bunch, and, and that'll be fun. I assume we're going to see Gustafson tomorrow night, and, you know, we'll see how he plays. He hasn't played a lot this season. But, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely some positive signs for the Oilers. And, look, you can't make the playoffs on December 3rd, but you can be out of it on December 3rd, and, and right now they're they're not out of it. It goes a long way when you beat a team like Anaheim, somebody in you know your own division and your own conference. So, like, and every time we do that, that's a bonus. Yeah, for sure. Rocket, thanks a lot for sure. calling. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We do uh, miss out on the Japanese Village goal light tonight. The Oilers have to score five or more in a game for us to turn that on. And then you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer by going to the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. All from Japanese Village, three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. All right, I know we got a bunch of people on the phones. We are going to get to you, but we want to go into the Oilers dressing room for GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. Here's head coach Todd McClellan. Maybe just just start with Leon and, and his play uh, on the line and obviously a, a clutch goal. Well, the work backwards, clutch goal, uh, big penalty kill, good face-offs, uh, and then everything else that went into the game for him. So I thought he had a tremendous night again. And um, we're seeing, you know, there's a lot of talk about what Connor does, and, and obviously uh, that's pretty evident too. But I think we're seeing a, another young guy really emerge as a, as a go-to guy in Leon and. Um, um, you know, I told him on the bench that be the best player on the ice. You don't have to be the second best player. Be the best player. And he uh, he responded with the winning goal, so I was happy for him. <laughs> Last eight minutes uh, after the too many men penalty, they came at you pretty hard, I thought. 
I guess, sorry, it was before that, but they came yeah, at you very yeah, hard yeah. and you hung on. It was eight minutes that doesn't always go your way. I thought it did tonight. Yeah, they uh, they tied the game and um, you know they went to three lines, which means you're going to see more of their top players. And um, in some sense, it's easier to play from behind when you're down by one because you're throwing everything you have at the opposition. I thought we... Uh, we bent, we didn't break, um, which is a sign of maturity for us. And, um, you know, not happy with the too many men on the ice penalty, obviously. Um, we we're looking for a way to give it to them, but uh, penalty kill came through and a big goal. Did you see uh, Corey Perry knock the stick out of Sekhar's hand? Yeah. What'd you think of that play? You know, I've, he's a smart player. He's a crafty player. He's a veteran. Um, obviously, it wasn't a penalty or it would have been called. What happened on the two-minute bench? How did you survive it? Uh, well, too many, we had too many defensemen on the ice. We had somebody kind of half come to the, the bench and, and another player jump. And uh, For me, the responsibility of too many men is always the fresh player on the, on the bench. He has to read and react to what's going on. There's never a guarantee uh, that the tired player is going to get off. So uh, that goes on the, uh, the, the fresh guy. And obviously we had too many men, you can't argue it. Um, how did we survive it? Good penalty killing. We won a couple face-offs against a good face-off team. You put a lot of focus on working on your power play before last game and got results that game, then got results from the other unit tonight. What do you think is different and what's work that you've done? I mean, really, it's going in the net. Um, we've moved a few people around, um, encouraged them to throw more pucks at the net, but um, uh, tactically and systematically, there's not a lot of difference. Uh, they just go in, and, and every team in the league is going to, you know, they're going to go 10 for uh, 23, and then they're going to go 0 for 25. It's just the way it works. And um, we were in the crop with the power play. We're starting to come out of it. Um, now we've got to keep it rolling. You talked about uh, Kajula getting comfortable. Nice to see him get rewarded with his first NHL goal. Yeah, it was. I thought he was dangerous real, real early in the game before he scored. He had a number of, uh, of shooting opportunities, and what he has is a really quick release. And in today's game, uh, your shot range, the the space you need to release the puck has to be small. It can't be a long release, and he has that. So. Um, him getting the goal, we're really happy for him. He's become an important piece. Good night. All right, that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. They survived tonight and beat the Anaheim Ducks 3-2 in overtime. You're going to hear from Drake Kajula coming up. You'll also hear from uh, Ryan Getzlaff and Randy Carlisle from the Ducks room. That'll be courtesy Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. I enjoyed McClellan's response about uh, Perry knocking Sakura's stick out of his hands. Well, if it was a penalty, it would have been called. So I guess it wasn't a penalty. Oh, smart play by Perry. And, and that, that created the goal, uh, you know, because Sakura was in the right spot going back, but he had no stick. That forced Benning to come across to try and block the pass. And with those two defensemen on the one side of the net, the, the Fords didn't pick up the guy coming back late, Raquel. He has a wide open net to put the puck in the net. All right, we'll go back to the phone lines. Barry is our finish the play contestant, so he's going to have a chance to qualify for the grand prize draw. $1,000 to Integra Tire Auto Center. Visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. But before we play the game with you, Barry, what's on your mind? I uh, just uh, wanted to ask Rob there, what do, you, what do you think the upside of Mr. Pitlick is? Do you think he can be a consistent third-line winger? Yeah, yeah, I do. 
I, I do, don't I think. Do too. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be a 25, 30 goal scorer. No, but, but he, he can be a 15 to 18 goal scorer. Yeah, I agree. I think he could be. Uh, to me, he's probably a 10 to 15 a year. And he's uh, effective. Yeah, he's effective. He, he, he'll if you give him a regular shift on a third line, I would think that most nights he would either lead or be close to the lead in hits. He's a very good on the forecheck. He's responsible in his own zone. And when he hits, he hits hard. Yeah, injuries have slowed him, but I believe if he stays healthy, I believe he can be a key contributor. I, I think so. I th- and, the, and the fact that he's a right-handed shot always helps, too. Well, I, yeah. I like him in the lineup. I, I wouldn't have him out of my lineup. He would be in my lineup each and every night. And one other point. Do you think Benoit Pouliot's here after next year? Pouliot has two and a half years left on his I know, contract. Do you at $4 think? A year. Do you think he's going to be here after next year? I don't. I think they trade a, him. That's a big contract to move. It's hard to trade. I don't no, know four, if Vegas four, would claim four it. Four isn't that big. That's not too 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 big. It, it depends what you're getting for four million. Well, that's true. True enough. Barry, time to finish the play, buddy. We're going to play some Jack Michaels play-by-play, and then we'll have a question for you. The 2011 Selkie winner. Now you've got dry subtle top of the right circle. Twists it down low, then centers open man Richard. Okay, uh, goal or no goal? No goal. The 2011 Selkie winner. Now you've got dry subtle top of the right circle. Twists it down low, then centers open man Richard. Save made by Gibson. All right, good stuff, Barry. You're going to go in the grand prize draw for a thousand bucks to Integra Tire. Auto Center. The Oilers 3-2 overtime winners over the Ducks tonight. Drake Kajula gets his first NHL goal. You will hear from him. Comments from Leon Dreisaitl who got the winner. All ahead Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. Encore Trucking. Lift and transport specialists available 24 hours a day, every day, anywhere. We're the smooth operators. Check our website, Encore with an E, because we're bilingual in Alberta. EncoreTrucking.ca. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. From the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Look at free against Corey Perry. Still loose. Right circle now to Getzloff in the slot. Drag back in. Save made by Cam Talbot. Excellent stop by Talbot. And he's made more than a few of them tonight. And that one preserves the 2-1 Edmonton lead. You got to have goaltending. The Oilers had it tonight. That's the save of the game by Cam Talbot. For Armor Insurance, complete a free quote for a $10 Tim card at armorinsurance.ca. Talbot winds up making... 31 saves, and you know what, Rob, before we go back to the phones here, and we're going to hear from Drake Kajula, I go back to that save on Silverberg in the first period with about seven minutes left. He was all alone in front. It was a play where the puck kind of slid away from, uh, I think it was Lucic uh, Lucic on the ice. You know, went in front, and, and then the Oilers weren't able to react quickly enough to it. And it was over so fast. It wasn't like where it was a three-on-two where the rush builds and you know it's going to be a scoring chance. It was all of a sudden he had it, and then the shot goes wide, and the crowd's like, oh, okay. But, I mean, but, I mean falling behind one nothing would have changed everything so much. Yeah, I mean, Silverberg, a very good hockey player, had time and space in front of the net. He actually readjusted where he wanted to put, put the puck. He moved to the right angle, gets it. It goes between the arm and the body of of Talbot, but Talbot gets enough of it to let it go slide wide and, and big save at that time. Anaheim is very good with the lead. We've seen them come in here before, get a one nothing lead, and then just sit on it the rest of the game. 
they, they're experienced. They got very good defensive players. Their defense in general is very good. But tonight they, they had to chase. And with the Oilers getting the lead because of that big save by Talbot, it allowed them to get the first overtime and then to get the overtime win. So a huge, huge save by Talbot. you got to make big saves at big times, and Talbot did. 3-2, the Oilers take it. 780-496-0063. We have Joanne standing by. Hello, Joanne. Hi, you there. Hello. How are you tonight? We're wonderful. Do you remember um, maybe five or six years ago when Anaheim came into the... Um, play the Oilers, and within the first period or the first and maybe the beginning of the second, it was 6 nothing. Uh, I don't remember that game. I remember two years ago, Chicago led the Oilers 6 nothing before the game was 24 minutes old. I don't oh. remember that specific Anaheim game. Okay, well, I went to that game. And um, anyways... People that are doubting Thomas's and, and think that the Oilers aren't moving half, uh, moving ahead very good. All I need to do is remember that game six nothing in the first period. Thanks very much. Yeah, appreciate it. I know there was a game, the uh, home opener in the lockout season. San Jose got six goals in the first period. But it's too. not even those games though either. I mean, we talk about the the, the one nothing game where Anaheim won. Uh, was it, I think it was last year, the year before. Yeah, there was one. There was a one nothing game, game last and year. They were up one nothing early, and at no point did you think the Oilers were going to win the game. It was a dominating performance with just a one goal lead. Uh, the Oilers right now is it? They're competitive. Every single game they have a chance to win. I don't care who who's playing against them, they have a chance to win because they've got a, a pretty good power play. They got an excellent first line, and they got a goaltender that makes saves. Every single game, there's a chance to lose if they don't get the bounces. But we've seen in the past, there were games five minutes in, you're like, okay, this is going to be a loss. And we already knew what our post-game show was going to be about because you knew just by watching the Oilers, they were not going to win the game. At no time have I felt like that other than possibly the Buffalo game. I feel the Oilers now are competitive enough that they've got guys that can game break and turn uh, the game upside down with one shift. And they got a goalie that makes saves in almost every start. He's been able to make big saves for them, so it's a much better team. Uh, are they going to are they going to be division winners, the conference winners? I don't know about that, but they are pushing teams, and this is not the same pushover that has been an Edmonton Oilers team for the last decade. Darnell Nurse will be out long term, according to head coach Todd McClellan, with a lower body injury. I can narrow that down for you. He was walking around yeah. the press box tonight with a walking boot on his right foot. Mark Fain jumps into the lineup tonight, plays 12-44, picked up a uh, shot on goal for Mark Fain. All right, 3-2, the Oilers win in overtime. Gary's on the line next. Gary, hang on, but we want to get to Drake Kajula. He scores his first goal tonight, courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. It's uh, obviously a big sigh of relief. It's nice to get that one out of the way. and um, you know, It's obviously a dream come true. You dream about scoring that first NHL goal and uh, to finally get that one, especially on home ice. It, uh, it feels a lot better, and uh, I know hopefully it's not the last one. And a good shot, too. It wasn't one of those ones that went off a leg or anything. Yeah, no. It was it was nice to get a you know a good goal there and not a greasy one and um, you know it's definitely something I'll remember for the rest of my life and you know, be able to tell my family when I get older and all that sort of stuff. So it's uh, you know it's great to get that one, but uh, you know hopefully like I said there's a few more. Yeah, I'm sure they were. It's a Saturday. They got no work or anything tomorrow on a Sunday. So 
You've been generating challenges as well. Uh, to, to finally get that goal, what does it do for your confidence? Uh, yeah, it's a huge uh, confidence booster. Anytime you can, you know, score that score a goal after you've been getting chances, it's uh, you know a big confidence boost. And um, you know, when you're getting the chances, you're not going to you know, you're not going to panic or anything like that. It's when you're not getting the chances that you start worrying. And uh, you know, I've been getting chances a lot lately, and uh, you know, finally uh, buried on one here. Just a huge win for the team here after you know giving up the tying goal. You guys battle through, kill off that penalty, and win in overtime. Yeah, it was a resilient effort. Um, you know, got the, the one goal lead two times there, and uh, you know they ended up tying it up. But uh, you know, good teams find a way to win those games, and um, you know had a big penalty kill in the late late in the third, and then early in overtime, and um, you know did a good job killing that off, and then obviously capitalized in, in the overtime period to get that extra point. Thanks, Drake. Yeah, thank you. Read that's Drake Kajula. Brendan Ulrich talking to Drake Kajula gets his first goal on the power play, and you know what, Rob? I'm watching that power play. And the first unit doesn't do very much. And I'm like, oh, you know, here, here we go. People are going to be mad again. And then late in that power play, I mean, obviously, great job by Kajuli. It looks like Gibson was guessing a little bit when you watch the replay that it was going to go glove, winds up going over his blocker. But a really nice pass by Maroon. It was. Maroon, I, I'm not sure who was in front of the net, but someone was. It might have been Nugent Hopkins. I'm not sure. But Maroon looks at him first. The Anaheim Ducks go towards him, and he hits the trail of Kajula. And... This is a kid who he's not going to get, you know, 30 or 40 in the National Hockey League, but he's a kid that scored in junior. He knows what to do with the puck when he has the opportunity. He had time and space. He had as much time as he wanted to, to find the right spot, and, and he buried it. And it, getting your first NHL goal is fun for anyone, but it's a little more important when you are an offensive player. If it's a defensive guy that's coming up, he's playing on your fourth line, it takes him 30, 40 games, it doesn't matter. He's bringing other parts of his game to, to, to the table each night. But when you're an offensive player, it, it does weigh on you. So he's got that first goal. That's a big sigh of relief. And I expect him now each and every night just to feel a little more comfortable out on the ice. 780-496-0063. We'll go to Gary on the line. Hey, Gary, go ahead. German season greetings. Great way to start the month of December into Christmas. Okay, two wins now. Hopefully we can get on a roll here and uh, have a good record uh, going into the new year uh, for the Oilers to uh, match up their uh, on-the-road uh, game wins. Um, congratulations to Kajula on national TV to get his first goal on the, on the power play. Uh, nice setup after he got knocked down. He got up and shot it in. Um, the goals that the uh, that the Ducks got. Uh, here again, I stress many times before, if they're able to cover the the, the players free in front of the net, uh, if if uh, on the power play goal, if we were tied up, uh, 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 was it Belisa? Um Kessler scored the Kessler scored the goal on the power play. Uh, yeah, Kessler. Yeah, that goal um, because he left him in front of the net and he powered the puck around. Uh, Talbot, if uh, someone would have tied up the stick of the defenseman or got in front of him, he wouldn't have scored that goal. And the Sekiro goal, too, that, or the Sekiro uh, stick was pulled out of his hand. Um, uh, their, their second goal, I think that should have been a penalty, and uh, obviously he was not covered again. That's how we got that, that second goal. And, and when, they, when, they, when they took that uh, bench minor near the end of the third period there, uh, they just found a hard way to win this game, but they found it in overtime. And I'll tell you, um, uh, getting three points uh, or three assists by, uh, with Everly, I'm sure it's a monkey off his back too because he hasn't contributed that many points. And uh, it's nice to see Nugent Hopkins get a, his fourth goal too. And uh, hopefully we can carry on to tomorrow. Hopefully guys will get rest. And uh, uh, do you know when Davidson will be back uh, 
Puffy nope. back with the team. I understand he's skating right now. Oh yeah, he's been practicing. I mean, I think he's pretty close. We haven't we haven't got an update yet. I mean, they're they're gonna need him. Uh, I mean, I think they they Fane did fine tonight, but I think they'd like a little more depth there for sure. Gary, thanks a lot for calling. We appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The second star of tonight's game was Ryan Getzlaff. His post game remarks, courtesy Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. Clearly, we're pushing there. Don't uh, had some chances there in regulation and you take a power play into overtime I imagine at that moment you're feeling pretty good about how things were, were going well, at that we point. played a good game their, their power play outplayed our power play tonight and our killers we, uh, we didn't get the job done in special teams and that cost us the game. What do you think uh, first off I guess the power play there um, did you get what you wanted on that you know obviously it broke into two you know, with regulation yeah right uh, well, we had looks. I mean, there was uh, there was a couple opportunities. I don't know if we shot the puck the way we wanted to on that, but um, we had a couple looks, but uh, we didn't execute. So, just uh, I mean, clearly, you know, the overtime thing uh, is that uh, something that's kind of stuck in you guys' craw? No, well, you. Gotta, I mean, we do. We try and take it for what it is. I mean, we got the game into overtime. We got a point out of it. Um, you try not to get too high or too low on those things, especially on a road trip. We got to continue, and um, if we can get a big win tomorrow, then we're five out of six on the road. All right, that's Ryan Getzlaff. The Ducks now twelve, eight, and five on the season. They've been tied after sixty minutes five times. They've yet to win an overtime or a shootout. The Oilers improve to 14-10-2. Oilers against the Wild here tomorrow night. The Ducks will go on and play in Calgary tomorrow. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We have Jesse on the line. Jesse, thanks a lot for calling. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Jesse. How's it going? Doing well. Good. I was at the game tonight. Just wanted to uh, comment on I like the uh, line combinations the Oilers had tonight. I thought it was working well for him. It's good to see some uh, secondary scoring. I think that uh, if they can keep that up, they'll force teams to play more defensively against the other lines to open up ice for McDavid. Um, my question is, I was looking at the Vegas odds. I see the Oilers are sitting at six uh, at plus 1,000 to win the Stanley Cup. Is that a little far-fetched? I'm gonna. I'll uh, hang up and I'll listen to you guys. Oh jeez, <laughs> he's, he's he's asking us a gambling question. We're not allowed to gamble, are we? <laughs> oh yeah, we are. I just don't know <laughs> if we should talk about it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I get there's a there's a guy that emails me odds every day. I get first coach to be fired. I get NBA odds. I get Super Bowl odds. I get. I think NHL I get the odds. same guy too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. You know what? If somebody wants to go to Vegas and put a hundred duck bucks on the Oilers to win the, what did I, I didn't know what he said what the odds were. Neither, <laughs> I have no idea. If, if, if you were in Vegas, put twenty bucks on them. I don't care. You'd get money plus your favorite team would win the Stanley Cup if they did it. I think they're a long shot though. That's that's how I would yeah, categorize but, it. But I mean, for right now it's trying to get into the playoffs. You get into the playoffs, anything can Make happen. The tournament, yep. Absolutely. So that's the Oilers' goal right now and. Whenever they play a Western Conference or a Pacific Division team and they win, that's a four-point swing. Tonight, it wasn't as much because it, both teams got points. But these are important games. This is an important weekend. Uh, another big game tomorrow against the Minnesota Wild. 
a very good goaltender in Devin Dubnik. And the Oilers, it's a different style of game tomorrow. I mean, Minnesota's very, very defensive. The Oilers have to be very patient, uh, push the pace, but not try to do anything outside of themselves and, and allow Minnesota to turn the puck over going the other way. But all in all, a, a great fun night here tonight at Rogers as the Oilers uh, pull off the 3-2 victory against a good Ducks team. Anton Lander for the farm team tonight. A hat trick, first hat trick in Bakersfield Condors AHL history. Laurent Brassois, his second straight shutout. The Condors beat Tucson 5 nothing. Good yeah. night for Lander. Well, that, that Tucson, I mean, what have they done? <laughs> What's Tucson's last name? What's their nickname? I've the never... Roadrunners. The Tucson Roadrunners? Yes. Are they a reincarnation of the Phoenix Roadrunners? Yes, they're reincarnated. Are they? They're... No, well, like, are they from? Well, I think it's the franchise has been moving around or so something. That's I don't what I'm know. asking. I don't know that. I don't follow Tucson. I just like. I just thought you, reincarnation was an interesting choice of words. I I try to use words that are long. <laughs> I get bonuses from my wife when I get home if I use a long word. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is how you get a hold of us. You're still going to hear from Leon Drysaitel. We'll go back into the Ducks dressing room as well. We'll run down the entire NHL. Out of town scoreboard. That'll be for Advantage Trailer Rentals. It's Canadian Live from the, from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center. Center. This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Bounced it out to cleft ball. Power play expires. Nugent Hopkins. Rick got score. And Edmonton takes a 2-1 lead just as Anaheim comes back to full strength. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, his fourth of the year. Nugent Hopkins getting on the board tonight from Clefbaum and Eberle. Eberle had three helpers. Dreisaitl scores in overtime as Edmonton beats the Ducks 3-2. Kajula also scored this evening. You know, Rob, I just want to, I just want to read a text here. Uh, can you guys talk about Oilers puck watching in the defensive zone? Seems like Eberle and Dreisaitl are victimized the most. Why haven't these guys learned or been held accountable for defensive lapses? Now, fair enough. I mean, the Oilers sometimes have had that problem. But, I mean, here's a freeze frame of Leon Dreisaitl scoring on the Anaheim Ducks on my Twitter account. I mean, there's, there's Cam Fowler, who mm -hmm. a lot of people will tell you is having an incredible season for the Anaheim Ducks. You know, uh, there's, there's Raquel. And, and the, other right. the other defenseman, uh, what, what is, it was the one starts with a V. I'm having a blank right now. Not 45. Vatnin. Oh, uh, Vatnin. Oh, yeah. He's on the ice too. He's the other defenseman. He's watching as well. He's, he, he's, you can see his feet further away. That's, uh, all teams do it. It, it happens all the time. Uh, it's, it's when There's a hate on right now for Jordan Eberle with a lot, of, uh, a lot of people. And so every time they see it, him, it's right away blamed him. But, it, I mean, the other Kajula, he scores his goal. Everybody went to the wrong guy on Anaheim for that power play goal. Kajula got to walk in, stand by himself, and shoot the puck. It happens all the time. The players are told to put their head on a swivel. And the, the goal that uh, went off of Benning's foot, if it goes on net, all the players were in perfect position. It hits Benning's foot instead, and the puck bounces in a completely different direction than any of the back-checking players thought it was going to go to. So uh, no, no player is perfect, and mistakes are made. The end of the night, it's usually the team that makes the fewest mistakes that wins. And on, on this one, I mean, the Oilers win the game. I mean, to me, uh, Leon Dreisel, there there may be some lapses in his game, but there's also some incredible things that he does that overcomes those. 
So you, you don't ask a defensive player who makes the right defensive play all the time to score you 50, 60, 70, 80 points. So the, the guy that's scoring the 50, 60, 70, 80 points, there's going to be defensive lapses. There's very few players in the league that are perfect, and if they are perfect, they're called superstars. Yeah, and I, I'm not trying to be argumentative with that texture because we know the Oilers have, especially in years past, been a, yep. a flat-out bad defensive team. I, I, ju I, just, I just think sometimes, you know, like you said, certain guys get focused on, and, and, when, and I mean, from an Oilers perspective, if you're an Oilers fan, Edmonton scores a goal, we made a great play, and if we allow a goal, somebody did something stupid. And I'm just pointing out, if you're doing the Ducks call and show, you're probably saying, how does their second-leading scorer get an open shot from six feet away well, to score the game winner in overtime? If you right? want to go further back a little bit, uh, Sekro is in the corner and beat his guy to go around behind the net. He, he The guy went to the wrong side defensively, and Sekro continued behind the net, and that's why he was loose behind the net. So... Uh, every goal mistakes are made. So every goal the Oilers have scored this year, a mistake was made somewhere along the line as, as of every goal that has been scored against them. But once again, just try to make fewer mistakes in the opposition. Oilers take it 3-2 in overtime. Leon Dreisaitl, the game winner. Here he is. Uh, Leon, just take us through uh, your game-winning goal there in overtime. <coughs> um, yeah, it was a uh, really nice play by Reggie. Uh, see, he kind of kept, kept the play alive and uh, I just thought I'd, I'd position my myself in front of the net, and um, you know he made a, a really nice play to me, and it was uh, pretty easy to put that in. A resilient win for this uh, hockey team, the way you guys were able to battle back after giving up that uh, tying goal there. Yeah, it was uh, it was important for a team, you know, uh, those tight games against <coughs> against playoff teams, playoff teams. You know, that's that's the team we want to be. So um, we want to beat those teams, and uh, tonight was a, was a good step. Thanks, Leon. Yep. Reed, that's Leon Drysaddle. Yeah, Leon Drysaddle, strong game. Tonight, he picks up his 10th goal of the season. If you missed the stats we gave earlier, he played 20 minutes and 19 seconds, and he was 63% in the faceoff circle, far and away the best oiler tonight. The Ducks did win the faceoff battle at 56% this evening. Our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. I guess uh, the unfortunate adjustment is Darnell Nurse out uh, long-term. Looked like a foot injury, obviously. We saw him walking around tonight, and Mark Fain goes in and plays. Uh, you know, limited time for Fain. Only played two and a half minutes this season before getting hurt against Carolina earlier. Uh, you know, we expect kind of a simple game from Fane. I think you pretty much got that. Yeah, he was fine. Uh, uh, foot speed came into play once or twice, but he's smart. He knows how to position his body. They're not going to put him in a position where he's going to be out there against the top line on the other team. And because Fane came into the lineup, uh, they mixed up the defensive pairings a little bit, and players like a Matt Benning all of a sudden, you know, 21, 22 minutes tonight. So players had to step up with, with their now nurse being out of the lineup. Uh, a good a good effort by the, the defensive core of the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Just looking at the stat sheet tonight, Anaheim goaltender John Gibson got credit for a hit. Seriously? Look at that. <laughs> he got credit for a hit. That might have been clicked in the wrong column. I don't know. <laughs> You don't see that often. Usually if a goalie delivers a body check, it's often interference. <laughs> so anyway, uh, John Gibson uh, has to settle for the overtime loss this evening into the Ducks dressing room. Here he is. A little tough uh, considering it seems like you guys obviously tied it in the third and, and seemed like we're really pushing there and had some chances to win it in regulation. Yeah, I mean, any loss is tough, but uh, it was a good job fighting back and 
just a little bit of a letdown. I couldn't get the second point. The overtime thing, is that getting to be a little frustrating among you guys? Yeah, I mean, we want to take pride in every game we play, and obviously we haven't had the success we wanted in overtime, but still a lot of time left, so hopefully we can turn it around. Seems like there's a little bit of a loss of communication from the net on that last goal. Do you communicate and tell the guys after, you know, watch that guy dry out in front? Oh, I didn't really see the play. I mean, I didn't look at it yet, so I don't really can't really comment on that. Looked like there wasn't even a whistle. I mean, obviously it was at four on four. It was a little bit of a different one. You have the power play, and then and then there's no whistle for a while. Yeah, I mean, you play four on four enough. It's it's no different than. I mean, obviously it's different than three on three, but we all know how to play it, and they made a nice play, and that was that. All right, that's Ducks goaltender John. Gibson, pretty solid game from him as well. He makes 29 saves. Cam Talbot wins the goaltending duel. He made 31 stops. Quick look at your Advantage Trailer Rentals scoreboard. Besides the Oilers beating the Ducks 3-2 in overtime, we had uh, Dallas shutting out Colorado 3-0. Tough run for the Avalanche. Yeah, they lost their one of their best defensemen, Johnson. He's out long-term. He's, what, six to eight weeks, broken leg, took a slap shot on the outside of, I believe, his right leg. Blue Jackets win a crazy one. 3-2 over the Coyotes. Uh, Mike Smith 59 saves was the last stat I saw. He, it was the shots were 23-4 to in the third period in favor of Columbus. I watched the end of the game. The Arizona Coyotes did not get the puck out of their zone for about 15 minutes straight. <laughs> I, might have, I might have exaggerated a little bit, but not much. 58 saves is the uh, final tally. I think I saw a tweet that it was 59. Anyway, he made he, a, he needed 59 to get the win. He made a lot. All right, uh, the Penguins over the Red Wings, 5-3. The Lightning beat the Capitals 2-1 in a shootout. Senators shut out the Panthers 2-0. Condon got the shutout. Jets 3-2 in overtime over the Blues. Line got his 16th. Little had the overtime winner. The Canucks outlast the Maple Leafs 3-2 in a shootout. Austin Matthews got his 11th. The Devils beat the Predators 5-4 in overtime. Camilleri, two goals, including the winner. Taylor Hall had a goal. Flyers over the Hawks, 3-1. Rangers beat the Hurricanes, 4-2. Bruins, 2. Sabres, 1. Now you're up to date on the other town scoreboard. Okay, here's what we're going to do. we got to do the midnight news. Then you'll hear from Ryan Nugent-Hopkins when we get back. Oilers win 3-2 in overtime. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. From the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oilers win 3-2 in overtime over the Anaheim Ducks. Good morning, along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. We have another game later today, 6 o'clock face-off show, 7.30 for the drop of the puck, Oilers against the Minnesota Wild. They're just showing the highlights here on Sportsnet of the game. And you thought the Oilers got a bit of a break on the yeah. penalty that led to their first goal? Well, we've seen so many times that Connor McDavid is mugged and there's no call. The first penalty that was called against uh, Manson on, on McDavid for hooking, that was a bad call. It was a weak call because he put his stick on his body. He didn't hook him, didn't impede him at all. They, they made a bad call, but the Oilers took a full advantage of it. I'm sure that uh, uh, it, it all evens out because there's been a number of times this year where there should have been calls that haven't been made. You can reach us, 780-496-0063. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins scored tonight. Here he is. 
Japanese, and um, yeah, it's big, big kill at the end for us, and um, uh, nice, uh, nice way to finish it. Sorry, just jumping in a little late here. A resilient win for your hockey team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a that's a tough team to play a lot of the time, and um, tonight was no different. They uh, they checked. I mean, uh, they didn't give us uh, too much, and um, we just stuck to it, and uh, we didn't. I mean. Sometimes in the past when that kind of happens, we played against a team like that, we kind of start to fall into their trap and uh, give them opportunities. But tonight we did a really good job of uh, just sticking with it, sticking to the game plan and uh, getting the job done. For yourself to get that goal up, is that a confidence booster for you, especially on a nice shot like that? It's nice to get one off a shot like that for sure. I mean, uh, where I actually have to beat the goalie and um, definitely uh, makes you... Uh, feel a little bit better about your game and uh, give you some confidence back and uh, it's never fun when you go into uh, uh, trouble like that I mean a, a drought but uh, just gotta stay positive and, uh, and come out uh, better for it thanks Ryan yep read that's Ryan Nugent Hopkins all right thanks Brendan Oilers win 3-2 over the Ducks in OT that means a $75 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation coming from Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. They're given 25 bucks for every Oilers goal throughout the season. You can follow the total on the Oilers page on 630ched.com. You can get all the audio highlights, post-game interviews there as well. As uh, the Oilers go to 14-10-2 on the season, Rob, I mean, I mentioned the game against Minnesota coming up late, later on today, rare back-to-back -back home games. Do you foresee any lineup changes other than the expected obvious one that, that we would think Gustafson would start instead of Talbot? Well, I, the Oilers last time they, they won a couple games and they changed the lineup, uh, things went south for them. And they put, they had a nice little streak going, put a couple guys in that hadn't played in a while, and, and then they fell, fell, started losing games again. So, I, honestly, I wouldn't change the lineup. I'd leave it the same. Uh, this is a, a lineup that's won two very big games against teams that they've struggled with in the past. Uh, why not just keep it going the way it's going right now? The lines all seem to be contributing the same, uh, other than the goalie change. That one, I think you have to. You've got to give uh, a rest to, to Talbot when you can get the opportunity. So I would keep the, the lines the same. I know that Bob Stoffer was thinking he put Pugliarvi in. I mean, that's an option. But I just think right now you got something going, and last time you changed it, you got burnt. All right, Oilers, 3-2 winners in overtime over the Ducks. They killed off a penalty at the end of the third period and then into overtime, and then Leon Dreisaitl nets the winner. You'll hear from Ducks coach Randy Carlisle when we get back. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. Live from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And now it's Sekra. Cuts behind the net center. What timer score! Leon Drysaddle buries it! And Edmonton is knocked off Anaheim! 3 2 in overtime! Some signature Jack Michaels. The Oilers win it 3 2. Over the Ducks, Dreisaitl the winner. Nugent Hopkins and Kajula scored in the second period. Kajula gets his first NHL goal. Jordan Eberle had three assists. Let's go into the Ducks dressing room. Here's their head coach, Randy Carlisle. Talk often about special teams being a big part of today's game whatsoever. Imagine that's one of those things that made a made a difference. Well, it made a difference, uh, you know, for sure in the hockey game, and uh, you know we give up two power play goals, which you know we've been pretty 
stringent on our PK in the last little while, but then tonight it was leaky and they scored two goals on it. And then, you know, we got it to, we missed an opportunity when you, you know, when you go up and they draw a penalty for too many men in the ice. I think it was something like 44 seconds left. So we had a minute and 16 of four and three to start uh, to start overtime. And we, we did create two quality chances on it, but uh, he made some stops, blocker side. So, you know, uh, and then we give up a goal four on four. But overall, you know, we we played uh, the other night in Vancouver and come in here, we got a point. So we're not going to get too down on it. And, you know, points are tough on the road in the NHL. Talbot looked like he made a couple of fine saves there. In that yeah, I, I think we what we did uh, in overall in, in the evening, I don't think we shot the puck off the pass. We handled the puck and he got in position. He made some real big stops when we had some key personnel with the puck on their hands and in great scoring areas, and he made big stops on them. Jumping off of that, uh, Kessie just talked about, I know he said Kess right up later, but right before that he got a pass from Andre and he said took too long with it. Is that yeah, kind of a Yeah, that was exactly the type of play that, you know, it, it, and it's easy from where we're sitting, obviously, you know, to to be critical, but I think what we'd like to see him just do is shoot that puck in stride and shoot it off the pass instead of handling the puck. But. You know, that's it. Uh, we got to get ourselves ready to, to take the point here and move on to Calgary tomorrow. You're getting um, certainly a, a lot of production for, you know, from a number of guys, but they haven't been from your two biggest ones as far as goals whatsoever. Do you just figure that at some point it's uh, going they're, to be consistent? Well, if they, just, you know, yeah. I think uh, Getzlaff had uh, two shots on net tonight. He, he probably had three or four blocked. I think Port. Corey Perry had four shots on, on goal tonight, so he had a few blocks. So if they continue to get, you know, six shots as a as a group or six shots at just those two, I didn't look at what Raquel had in that line. You know, we feel that they'll eventually find the net, you know. And uh, I think in some of the situations, they will look at the tape and they can do some self-analysis on where they're at, you know, as far as are they swinging away from the puck? Could they have swung into this area? Could they have stopped? Could they do to make things easier on themselves? That's all, you know? Kiss okay. Uh, yeah. He's okay. He just that. ran into, uh, yep. I think he ran into actually, yeah, Hampus Lucic, hit, hit, hit yeah. Lucic and he's, he ran into, you know, so he's right. fine. Okay. Yeah. That's Ducks head coach Randy Carlisle. Their road trip, they won in Vancouver. They get a point in uh, Edmonton tonight. Now they go into Calgary tomorrow. So they're uh, obviously disappointed, but they're talking about getting five out of six on the road if they beat the Flames tomorrow night. The Oilers will try to get four out of four at home over the weekend. They're right back at it Sunday night, later today, against the Minnesota Wild. We have it for you on 6.30, Jed. The face-off show is at 6. The game will start at 7.30. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer tonight on 6.30, Chad. Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. 3-2 in overtime. The Oilers beat the Ducks. Leon Dreisaitl gets the winner. More on the Oilers page on 630Chad.com. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.